I was just like, bury me at Circuit Grounds. I will be done. There's nothing else. I'm done. Hey there, welcome to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. Hosted by me, Emma Capotis. Each week, I'll be covering everything from dance music culture, industry news, trending topics, and festival tips, advice, and reviews. You can also expect to hear stories from ravers, artists, business owners, and more. Tune in every Wednesday for your weekly dose of peace, love, unity, and respect. Hey guys, welcome back to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I am your host, Emma Capotis. Welcome back to the Party Girl Voice. You guys, it's going to be rough, so buckle up because we've got a lot to talk about in today's episode. Um, If you're new here, welcome to Rave Culture Cast. I'm so excited you're here. If you're returning, you guys know what this episode is all about. It is the official EDC Las Vegas 2021 festival recap episode. Recap and review, I will say, because we are going to have a lot of opinions in this episode. So I'm so excited you're here. Again, I am recovering from the EDC, I don't even know what you want to call it, festival sickness, wook flu, whatever you want to call it. I got hit hard this time. I'm recording this on Sunday. Happy Halloween, by the way, my favorite holiday. Um, And we are just starting to feel better today. So I waited until I was feeling 100. Actually, I'm like 90%. 90% better. So I had the energy to record this episode because I want to give you everything. Whether you attended this year or you didn't, I want to make you feel like you were there. I want to go over my whole experience, um, address all the different things that happened. We're going to chat best sets, um, camp EDC, like literally everything in this episode. So grab a snack, grab a drink, get excited. But before we hop into everything, I wanted to share a quick message from our partner on today's episode, which is Raverade. So I have so many thoughts about this company. Um, First and foremost, I was drinking Raverade the entire EDC weekend. I actually have it in front of me, if you guys can see on YouTube. Um, So Raverade is basically like an elevated hydration stick. I actually have the whole package here. If you guys want to see, this is what it comes in. Um, It helped me out all weekend. So essentially, it's a hydration stick. It's a powder that you pour in water. You just shake it up and you drink it. Um, It can basically be used as a daily supplement. So you can drink it on a daily basis, not just for live events, but you can drink it before, during and after a festival or a show. Um, And this company's mission is essentially to have ravers have a more safe, you know, experience and recover quickly. So what I did at EDC Las Vegas, I would drink one every morning when I woke up when I was a little bit hungover and I needed to just like get, you know, those neuroprotectants and electrolytes in my body. And then I would sip on some water with the Raverade in it um, before the festival. And then I would drink one as soon as we got back from EDC, just so that my body was restoring and I had all the nutrients that I needed so that I was recovering and staying hydrated all weekend. Um, One thing I really, really enjoy about Raverade, so it's vegan. There is um, no artificial sweeteners in it, which I really appreciate because there are other hydration sticks on the market that have artificial sweeteners. So the sugar content in it is really, really high. So they don't have that. Um, 
And it's really amazing. There's no 5-HTP in this. The flavor is really great. I have the lemon lime. I believe they have some new flavors coming. So get excited about that. So I highly recommend checking them out. You guys can go to drinkraverade.com and use code Emma K uh, for 10% off your orders. So that's drinkraverade.com and use code Emma K for a discount. Uh, Again, you guys can get a pack of, I think, 16 or 30 of the sticks. And again, get them before your next festival or show and you guys will stay hydrated. So I wanted to do a quick shout out to them. Um, for partnering with me on today's episode. Okay, so quickly before we dive into everything that you need to know, I want to do our weekly artist highlight. So this artist highlight actually is inspired by EDC Las Vegas because I got to see them for the first time. So I wanted to shout out Mothame, um, who is an artist. It's a DJ duo. They're brothers. It's an Italian duo. Um, I would probably describe them more as like they're an electronic act, but it gives me more like deep house vibes or more melodic electronic artist. Um, really interesting sound. If you guys like uh, Tale of Us or Art Bat, I think you would like Mothame. So we saw them at Neon Garden on Sunday and it was a complete surprise. We went there to see Art Bat and got there for the set before and it was Mothame. I had heard of them before because um, the company I work for, Gray Area, just did a show with them at Quantum in Brooklyn. And my, my coworker is a huge fan. So I, I texted him and I was like, you'd be really proud of me. I'm going to go see Mothame right now. And they completely blew me away. So that was my surprise set of the weekend that I was like, holy shit, this is so good. I'm glad I stumbled upon them. Um, so 10 out of 10 recommend checking them out. I will put a link down below in the show notes to their Spotify. Uh, but if they're on a lineup, definitely go check them out. I think you guys will really, really like them. So that is my artist highlight of the week. Um, Last reminders, guys, if you're not already a part of our Facebook group community, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for, guys? We've got a Facebook group community. We've got a Discord channel. Um, It continues to grow and it's so amazing. We just had our first, you know, big Rave Culture cast meet up in person at EDC. I'll talk about later. Um, And I'm going to have one at EDC Orlando as well. So if you want to stay informed and meet other ravers and post whatever you want to post in that group you are more than welcome to join um yeah i think that's pretty much everything like subscribe review all that shit okay so today for this episode this is how i'm breaking it down because there's a lot to cover in a short amount of time and you know i can talk a lot so for this recap i'm going to take you through every single day of edc and i'm going to talk about my experience i'm going to share the sets i went to Um, I'm going to share tips and information and advice along the way. I'm going to be critical and review the things that happen, both good and bad. Uh, I will definitely be talking about Camp EDC in this video. And then at the end, I will give you my overall like closing thoughts and opinions on EDC Las Vegas 2021. Uh, I also want to note on my YouTube channel, I have daily vlogs out. So you can see vlogs from uh, arrival at camp on Thursday and then I have EDC day one two and three vlogs and then I also have a full video reviewing camp EDC more so in depth than this episode because I'm doing everything in this so if you want a full camp EDC breakdown with footage of what it's like head over to my YouTube channel I'll put um, a link in the show notes okay with all that being said if you guys are ready I'm going to take a super quick break here and then we'll be right back to get started Okay, so my EDC Las Vegas journey begins on Wednesday, the Wednesday before EDC. So I highly recommend if you've never done it before, I recommend going to Vegas early and leaving late. Typically, I am in Vegas from Wednesday before to Tuesday after. This year, I did Wednesday to Monday, 
which was fine. I honestly was just like dead this whole week after. But um, we flew into the Strip and we stayed at the Aria on Wednesday, which was a really nice hotel. 10 out of 10 recommend. It's a little bit bougier, but it was worth the money. So um, we wanted to do the Strip this year just for one night because we were going to be camping the rest of the weekend. Um, I want to note this was my first camping festival ever and it was my first time camping at EDC and I believe this was the third year I believe that Camp EDC was offered. So we did the Aria on Wednesday. Um, I went with my friend Five with Aid, her boyfriend Chase and BB Howell. Love them. Such a good crew. I just have to say off the bat, we had such amazing vibes. Um, So what we did on Wednesday, which I think was a good plan, is we had pre-ordered some camping materials to a Walmart near the Strip and we picked it up on Wednesday. So I do recommend doing that if you guys camp. We were originally going to do a Walmart pickup on Thursday morning and I'm glad we didn't do that because Thursday ended up being such a rush to get over to the campground. So there were like three different Walmarts you could pick that were in within like a 15 minute Uber of the Strip. So we placed an order the week before. Um, The one issue with that is they did not have some of the items we ordered. So we ran into an issue because they did not have a wagon left. And a wagon is like one of the biggest things you need for Camp EDC because you do have to drag all of your stuff from your car to your shift pod. So that was a bummer and we couldn't find a wagon. Um, However, we met some very nice people who let us borrow their wagon. So anyway, just note for any camping festival, usually you can do that. I know people do it for Electric Forest as well. You can place an order to Walmart early and pick it up. So Wednesday, that's what we did. We kind of like hung out. We went to Walmart. We got snacks. We got alcohol. We got cases of water. um, And then some of them got like bedding materials and things like that. Uh, We got a cooler, any kind of things we would need for camping. Then we did dinner at, you know, Burger, my favorite restaurant ever, Gordon Ramsay's Burger. I talk about it every time. I brought the fam there and they they approved. They said it was worth all the shit I've been talking about it. They were like, it was good. You were right. So thank you. (laughs) It's delicious. Okay. So then Wednesday night, we actually ended up kind of, I kind of got a little drunk on Wednesday night. I'm not going to lie to you. We just did some bar hopping. So we, where did we start? Oh, we went to the Cosmopolitan and there's a speakeasy in the Cosmopolitan that I highly recommend. It's really cool. It's called Ghost Donkey. So if you're on the second floor of the Cosmopolitan, they have this like food court area. Um, One of the places is called District and basically you walk to the back of it and you see an exit sign and on the door there's a donkey. Push that exit door open and it's a like speakeasy tequila bar. So that was really cool. I had never done that before and that was just like a fun little moment. It's a super small space but we went and got like margaritas and just hung out and so that was like a nice little vibe and then we walked the whole strip and we went to the venetian um and we had reservations for cocktails at the dorsey which was just a really nice little cocktail bar um on the casino floor we went there because we're basic bitches and they had an astrology menu so basically like they had astrology themed cocktails however we thought you could get any of the the like astrology um the zodiac signs and it was seasonal. So they only had the Libra drink when we went there. We didn't know that. But anyway, so we didn't really have dinner. We just went on this like bar crawl. And so that's why I definitely got like drunker than planned. Plus drinks are really expensive in Vegas. So this was not a cheap trip. I will just say that off the bat between camping and Wednesday night, not a cheap trip. So that's what we did. So Thursday, I woke, woke up a little bit hungover. I was not happy with myself. I drank my Raverade, saved the day. 
So Thursday was load-in day. Thursday was Camp EDC check-in. Um, you can go on early arrival. Some people go on Friday. It was recommended to me to go early, and I'm very happy that we did that. So this is how we handled it. We had our friend Ashley Gauthier, shout out Ashley, who was driving from California, and she was nice enough to say, hey, I can come pick you up at the Aria, and I will drive you to camp, and she would park her car at camp. So that's what we did. She had a Jeep, so the five of us had to fit all of our luggage on a, in a Jeep, which doesn't really have a trunk. So luckily she brought um, like a wagon, like trailer hitch thing that hung off the back and that was a lifesaver. So basically all our luggage went on this like, you know, hitch off the back of her car and we were packed in that Jeep like sardines, let me just tell you. Um, but we were very grateful for the ride and it was only like 20 minutes. So that's what's crazy too, I will just say. From the Aria to Camp EDC at the raceway, it was a 20 minute drive. I've done that drive in Ubers and shuttles in traffic and it's taken an hour and a half. So that's how crazy the traffic gets with EDC. It was a 20 minute drive. So that was not too bad. So now we're at camping. So camping, this is what happened for us. We had friends who had gone like as soon as it opened at 9 a.m. who were texting us kind of like giving us live updates saying like this is how long the line is. This is how security went you know, blah, blah, blah. So as we're pulling in, we get a text being like, there's no AC units. So let's talk about the elephant in the room, right? The AC units. That's what, This is what everybody wants to fucking talk about. So I'm like, okay, what the fuck? Because we were promised AC units. That's like a whole thing. So mind you, Thursday and Friday were the hottest days for sure. Saturday and Sunday, much more comfortable. It was actually like cloudy on Sunday. So we're pulling in, we're sweating it up. We're like, okay, what's the deal here? So I will say the check-in process, we got there around 1230 on Thursday, was seamless. It was so fast and easy. The most frustrating part is just like the dragging of your luggage. I We were fucking pouring sweat, you guys. Like I was out of shape. I was heavy breathing. You had to just like drag your luggage and whatever else you had across all of this gravel for like a pretty, pretty decent distance. So that was like the most exhausting part of it again, because we didn't have a wagon. So we did two car trips because we couldn't take everything in one. So we grabbed our shit. We dragged it across the gravel. I had this huge duffel bag around my body and a huge suitcase. And I like thought I was going to die. So we get to the check-in. It was really, really fast. Um, What we did is we had a friend, BB's friends were in another car and we arrived together. So we went up to the check-in together and they gave us tents right across from each other. So if you want to camp with your friends, you need to show up to check-in together and they will try to accommodate you. So that was really, really good. So we essentially get our Moonglow shift pods. We were all doing GA. That was no problem. So you check in first, then you drag your stuff um, over to security. So once you get to the security area, they kind of had this like, um, it's not turf, but they had like something laid down on the ground that it was easier to drag your luggage over. So that was good. And then you had the security line. Security was a breeze you guys like they almost didn't check enough if you know what I mean like I had my duffel and my luggage they just like opened my duffel and like looked in it and that was it they didn't take anything out really and then my luggage same thing they kind of just like pulled some things out they didn't open my makeup bag they didn't open anything it was very fast Um, we had coolers. They definitely opened the coolers and checked that but all I'm saying is I thought they were gonna like really check your stuff and they did not and they also don't check your car so we parked our car and we took all of our stuff 
if you need to make a second trip to your car, you have to go back through security. So I'll talk about that in a second. But essentially, we went back. We got um, like all of our snacks, our food and, and the other shit. And we had to go through security again. But we skipped like the whole check in line. So if you're taking multiple trip trips, you do security twice. So that was the whole thing. So we had our Moonglow shift pod. Here's the other thing. I want to just preface this by saying like I totally validate everybody's experience. Like I have friends who had a really shitty EDC and it breaks my heart for them. And then I have other people like myself who like it was my favorite EDC so far. Like it just keeps getting better for me. I, I think there's so many different factors that could play into this for you in particular. We got so fucking lucky with where our tent was. So I'll, I'll pop up a map in here. We were in the Sapphire area, which was the basically besides the VIP camping, the closest to the festival entrance. So I was so happy. We were literally the second row over from the RVs. Some would say it isn't the best spot because you're near the RVs and the RVs were really, really loud. Um, but in my opinion, we were not that far from the Mesa entrance and we were closest to the festival entrance. So getting in and out was fast. We were also very close to the bathrooms. So we had a great experience because we got lucky with where our tent was. I had friends who had gotten there first thing in the morning and they were all the fucking way back in the corner, not really near anything, but it was quieter for them. So it just kind of depends on where you're going to get placed. We really had no idea. It's just like the luck of the draw. So we get to the shift pod, right? We know there's no AC. We know we have to address this whole thing. What I will say about the AC is it was the hottest that first day because when you got to the shift pod, all the windows and doors were closed. So we opened them, we stepped inside and we were like, holy shit, this is brutal. This is going to be so bad. Like, I can't believe they didn't give us the AC units they promised, blah, blah, blah. So we opened all the doors, all the windows started to let it air out. We put our stuff in there and kind of like went back to the car, took our second trip, you know, got on with our day. And then we went to the Mesa to do all the pool parties. So we weren't really in the shift pod for a lot of the day. Um, the way they handled the AC situation is what's the most frustrating because the biggest critique I will give Insomniac is if, if they're listening is like communication. People would have been... I'm sure still upset, but less pissed if you had told us, hey, we made this decision, you know, we're anticipating cooler weather, so we're going to remove the AC units. They didn't tell us tell us that ahead of time. They quietly made that decision and then pulled it off of the website as an amenity. So naturally, we're pissed off because we paid money for a specific amenity, and then we show up to our tent, and it's brutally fucking hot, and we're just wondering how are we going to sleep in these tents. Not only that, but we get this text message at 1.30 in the morning around. We were at the party, the pre-party, and Dom Dallas set, and we all of a sudden get like, a, they send out like blasts, like different text blasts. And we basically get this text message being like, we hear your frustration, like you can request a refund, but if you don't like it, like you can leave, essentially is what the text message was in the middle of the night. Like who the fuck is leaving in the middle of the night? Where are we going to go? We already paid all of this stuff. So that was like a little frustrating, their response to everything. But what I will say, just to like nip this in the bud, it wasn't as bad, in my opinion, as people were saying it was. Like the first night and the second night were hot during the day. So what we did is we opened all our windows and we opened the door. And then you could you could either close the door fully or they had like this mesh lining that you could close so like it's still like let air go through 
we were fine the rest of the weekend. We slept. I took a nap one afternoon in there. As long as everything was open, I was okay. Were there people sleeping outside their tents on beds and stuff like that? Yes. And that was like totally your prerogative if you wanted to do that. Some people were napping outside during the day outside their tent. Like you felt safe. Like there's no, you know what I mean? Like it was okay if you wanted to do that. People were doing whatever the fuck they wanted. So I think it wasn't like a game like it wasn't like a breaking decision for me. Like we got used to it and we were fine. So, you know, hopefully they just handle that better in the future. Um, I'll move on from that. The only other big issue that happened on Thursday was they had a major water line, uh, like a main break. So when we arrived at 1230, we basically were told right away, like the um, trailer bathrooms and stuff like that, there's no water. They had a water main break. So we're like, great, perfect, amazing. Um, that only lasted maybe a couple hours, like maybe by three it was fixed. I'm just going to say this and I'm not making excuses for insomniac, but just working in the festival industry, I kind of understand like the logistics behind things. Like we're coming out of a panini insomniac had to lay off half of their workforce. Like this festival has been switched twice. Were there elements of EDC that felt very rushed? Yes, 100%. There were things that were not up to par that should have been fixed and should have been like up to standard of what they were selling. However, there are other things that for me personally were not deal breakers. I was like, yes, it's annoying, but as long as they fix it, then like it doesn't ruin my whole fucking weekend. So the water main break sucked, but they fixed it within a matter of hours. Plus, it just very much felt and I'll tell you guys this if you check in on Thursday in the future it very much felt like Thursday they were still getting ready and they were not fully prepared for the weekend like that's kind of how it felt did it ruin my Thursday no we went to the pool party and had a great fucking time and fully enjoyed our Thursday experience so there were some like hiccups here and there I'll I'll say another one we went to two different lemonade stands because they had these like freestanding coffee and lemonade stands throughout the Mesa And both of them were like, hey, we can't make lemonade because we weren't provided water yet. And we were like, dope. Okay, great. So that's how this day is going to go. Some other things I will mention just because I want to get it all out there. Um, Some of my friends did the Desert Rose shift pods, which are VIP. And they said that their bedding was not set up for them. And in years prior, like their beds were blown up. All of their sheets were put on the beds. They said none of that happened. They had to blow up their own bed and they had to go get their sheets from like another area so the other thing too if you guys have seen pictures of the mesa each of the sections like i said are different colors so there was like amethyst citrine sapphire like all these different colors in the past the tents had these like tarps over them with the color of your section so you could kind of like visually see what section you were in they didn't do that this year only a few it was very random like a few tents had the colored tarps, but not all of them. And I had heard, I don't know if it's true or not, I had heard that was another result of them not being ready. So I don't know if they either A, ran out of time and couldn't do that for everybody, or B, they just decided not to do it this year. I'm not really sure. So there were for sure issues with Thursday. Again, did they ruin my weekend? No. Okay, I'm going to move on because I'm telling you like Camp EDC could be its own full episode and maybe I will do it in the future. But my YouTube video, when I review it, I will go into more in depth. So anyway, so we're checking in. We're there on Thursday. I made a rookie mistake. This is another like learn lesson learned. So again, this was my first camping festival 
things happen. I fucked up the tent locks. So you have two doors on your shift pod. So you need two tent locks if you want to be extra safe. Um, I brought the locks from home and I threw out the box that they were in. So I didn't know the code to fucking open the locks. Luckily, Brian at home, Brian found the box like in my bed, like laying there and he told me the code. Um, But it was like a whole thing. One of the locks, I like fucked up the code and I couldn't open it. The other lock worked. So then we had to go buy a lock from the general store. And when we went the first two times, they were completely sold out of locks and they kept saying like, come back later, come back later. So just so you know, there is a general store on in the Mesa and they do have things like that. But you're up to like whether or not they have like inventory. So we eventually did get a second lock and we were good to go. So that's kind of where we were at um, with all of that. Uh, And then for the rest of the day, like I said, we went to the Mesa. I'll quickly touch on it. I loved the Mesa. I thought the amenities were awesome. Um, They basically had these three big like tented areas. One was for activities. So goat yoga, shuffle workshops, totem making like all that was in the orange looking tent then they had a green tent which was like the getting ready tent which I really appreciated so like you could get um there was a barber in there makeup and then they had these freestanding tables with plugs like power cords and mirrors so if you so we on Friday we went like brought all of our makeup to that tent and got ready which was really really nice and then there was a third tent I never went in there it was blue Um, But it always looked like there was stuff going on. Uh, They had like hammocks. They had areas people were sleeping in. Again, they had so many different food and drink vendors. And then they had these freestanding kiosks throughout that had um, lemonade, coffee. They did have a free water refill station in the Mesa. So you could get free water all weekend long. They had a merch shop. Um, a lot of the merch ran out by Sunday, but you could buy merch in camp. They had rides. Um, they had a slide that looked so fun. Everybody was going on the slide. Um, they had a Ferris wheel, which we did go on, which was nice. A roller skating rink. They had an entire vendor village. So we did go shopping one day, which was really nice. I bought a pashmina, um, but that was really cool. And then they also had um, different vendors. So we went and got our hair braided on Friday from Squad Goals Beauty. So like you could, there was so many amenities at camp. It felt like its own mini festival. So I really, really liked that. They also had two pools, which from my friends who had attended Camp EDC in the past, uh, if you look at the photo from 2019, there were four pools. So they definitely like scaled down. Um, They probably could have used another pool. Like some of the pool parties were very, very, very packed, but it had this like pirate ship stage and they would have these like pirates walking around and they would literally put like mermaids in the pool. So that was cool. Like all the performers and all that shit was really fun. Um, anything else about the Mesa? There's honestly so much, you guys, but they had tons of art installations, actually. So really nice photo ops. Um, I loved it. I really loved it. This was my first camping experience and I felt like more immersed in it. So another pro, I will say, like with the pre-party on Thursday, um, the production was really amazing. The lineup was so good. I'm a house fan. We had all house music all night long. I got very, very lit on Thursday yet again. <laughs> I was drinking a lot this weekend. Um, but it felt like this big reunion, like it was the perfect, like setting the tone for the whole weekend. Like I got to meet so many subscribers and so many online friends, like the guys from Raver Aid, the owners and like everybody that works on the team was there and they had their totem. So 
it was awesome. It was so nice. I felt like we had this extra night to just like hang out with our friends and like party and have fun. Um, so I was really, really happy with, with the Thursday experience overall. Let me check my list and make sure I didn't miss anything. Okay. Bathrooms. I didn't talk about bathrooms yet. So again, I've read some reviews from people saying like the bathrooms were really like bad condition and really dirty. That was not my experience. The bathrooms I went to near the RVs, um, never really had lines at the times I went, they were pretty clean. They were flushable. The water was working. Um, was there the occasional bathroom you went into that was clogged? Yes, of course. Um, you also kind of figure out what bathrooms you like. So by the Mesa, they had these like hybrid porta potties that were flushable porta potties. So I liked those a lot. Um, again, sometimes you would open a door and it'd be dirty. Sometimes like I usually try to go to like the back corner because those ones aren't used as much. No issue. So I have no complaints. The showers were in these like trailers. Um, I always had hot water. And again, one day I showered at like 5 a.m., that was Friday after the festival. Me and Aid like went and showered right after the festival. No line. Um, and then another day I showered like maybe it was like 10 a.m. So people were still sleeping. So I didn't really have an issue. Um, I will. I want to point this out because I want to share everybody's experiences here. I had heard that people who purchased GA plus, which essentially you get um, faster entry into the festival and you get separate bathrooms. I heard that there was no regulation, like literally nobody was checking your wristband. So I would be pissed. Like if you spent the extra couple of hundred dollars for like cleaner bathrooms that were more private, apparently that went like out the window. Um, I will say this for the future. I've talked about this on my channel before. I think GA plus for any festival is a cash grab. I would do GA or VIP. That's my I know hot take my personal opinion it's a cash grab it's really not that much better like it's bathrooms they're fucking porta potties you're at a music festival like either get the vip or get ga i think ga plus is a total waste of money in my opinion so i'm just saying like especially if you're gonna have experiences like this where they're not gonna like regulate who's going into them don't waste your money um so that's my little hot take there but bathrooms and showers were okay for me um and lastly I'll just touch on the food and then we'll move into the festival here guys sorry it's gonna be a long episode uh I'm like I'm not kidding I have like a three page six page document here because I want this to be as thorough as possible and I am not leaving any stone unturned bitches Hey guys, before we continue, I wanted to quickly share a word from one of today's sponsors, Lunatics. Lunatics is a company I've been working with for a long time now. They are my go-to for festival accessories like different face gems, body jewels, glitter, biodegradable glitter, and all kinds of festival accessories. Um, they have so many different options you can choose from, and they have a new festival edit out as well. Um, I love wearing their face gems. I wore them all weekend at EDC Las Vegas, and I am going to be wearing them at EDC Orlando coming up as well. Um, definitely support small businesses in this space. They have incredible stuff you can choose from. Um, it's lunatics.com, L-U-N-A-U-T-I-C-S.com. And I have a discount code, Emma K, that will save you 10% off your orders. So again, if you guys want to stock up on any festival accessories like face gems, glitter, body jewels, hair accessories, head over to lunatics.com and use code Emma K. food options. There was really, there was a lot of variety, I will say. And there were some vegan options because my friend BB is vegan. 
Um, it was hit or miss for me at Camp EDC. Some of the food I bought, I was just like, meh. Like it was not worth the money because it was fucking expensive. Like every meal was about 15 to $18 every single meal. That's like a burrito, a single burrito was $15. So I would say it was hit or miss. I got a burrito one day and I got, oh, what was the other thing? A burrito. I didn't like it. It was fine. My favorite thing, which I've talked about a million times is the chicken and waffles. There was a food truck that was doing chicken and waffles. I got that for breakfast two days. That was worth the $17 in my fucking opinion. It was so delicious. Oh my God. Um, And then the coffee stands were kind of a ripoff. Like a drip coffee was $10. hairs. What the fuck is that coffee made of? Are you kidding me? There better be like 18 karat gold in that coffee. So what we figured out, I think Chase figured it out. Um, the burrito taco stand was selling pre-made iced coffee. That was fucking delicious. And it was five bucks for this, like the size of my head. So you kind of got to like walk around and check out all your different options. And again, the beautiful thing about Camp EDC, one of my biggest pro is if you bring food alcohol water you can bring that into the mesa like there's no rules so for the pool parties i didn't spend money on any alcohol because i just walked back to my tent and grabbed like a beatbox or a white claw so that was really really nice i will i do appreciate that you could save money by bringing your own stuff we just didn't do that this time so um food was kind of hit or miss uh what else did i eat i can't even remember oh i had um like an island noodles kind of bowl that was like okay what else did I eat I can't remember I did have a lemonade the lemonade was good the lemonade was like ten dollars as well but anyway so that was kind of it food was hit or miss for me they did have beatbox there which you guys know I was drinking beatbox all weekend totally worth the money let's just talk about this a hard seltzer they had like those mamitas like tequila seltzers were like fourteen dollars a can and a beatbox was 15. Beatbox is 11.1% alcohol. You only need one or two of those and you're fucked up. A hard seltzer that's like 5% alcohol is the same price. Like go for the beatbox every time. It's not carbonated, delicious. You might get a little hangover, but it's fine. Okay, so that's kind of everything with Thursday. Let's move on to the music festival. So Friday. Friday, like I said, I woke up a little bit hungover, definitely drank more than I had planned to on Thursday night. Um, we woke up and we did goat yoga. So we did participate in one of the activities. It was so much fun. I will say, if you guys attend in the future, not everybody can do goat yoga. They basically put a pen like in the center and it's first come first serve and people just like piled into this pen. You literally couldn't do yoga because we were packed in there like sardines and the goats like jump across your back very slowly it only happened once because there were so many people that had to like get around to the goats so it was cool it was like fun for like the photo op and then we got out of there um and then it kind of like cleared out uh weather again weather on friday was definitely the hottest so the tent did get hot like when we woke up but i think we were awake by like 9 30 in the morning i want to say um i also was on a time change so it was technically like 12 30 p.m new jersey time so for Friday, we did, we just hung out. Um, I didn't do the pool party because it was all bass music. So like I said, we took our makeup, we got ready um, in like the tent that you could get ready in. We got our hair braided by Squad Goals Beauty. Uh, I was so happy with my outfit this day. I was like kind of in this like winter wonderland kind of vibe. Um, it was a 
silver bodysuit from Tasteful Girl. I was like, I had been planning my outfits for a long time. So I was really happy. Everybody seemed to like that outfit. So one of the best parts, if not the number one best part about Camp EDC for me is the convenience. So the fact that we didn't feel rushed all day was like the best part for me. Like we just took our time and then we knew we were going to go to the opening ceremonies every day. So um, we probably headed out at like five, I want to say. Yeah, probably around five. And again, it was like 15 minutes by the time we left our tent to the time we were in the festival. Security was a breeze check-in was a breeze all that was good oh I didn't mention this before but they checked our vaccination cards um when we first got into the festival so that was only that only happened once the whole weekend and then it was like checked and you were in so that just so you guys are aware um so yeah so we went into the opening ceremony I cried as soon as we walked in we all had goosebumps like walking through that tunnel seeing EDC again after a year and a half like gives me the goosebumps all over my body um the the only weird thing about EDC in October I will say is like the timing of things so the sun set at 6 p.m which if you guys have done EDC before usually it's still light out until eight o'clock in May or June so it was weird that the sun set during the opening ceremony so we did like all our photos and stuff like that back at camp um and yeah, so we went for to see Salardo back to back vintage culture, which was so fucking good. They did this like whole opening ceremony fireworks show that was really cool. The one big critique I have. So what we didn't know, because I've never done an opening ceremony before, is they blockade the festival. So you cannot walk the whole festival grounds. You were contained just to circuit ground or just to cosmic meadow and like the bars there and the bathrooms there so the lines were very 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 long and there was no free water refill inside the festival as of those few hours that pissed me off because I was dying of thirst and we couldn't get any free water and all of the lines were really long so that pissed me off they did address it by Sunday on Sunday at the opening ceremonies they kind of expanded the gated area and they allowed you to go to one of the free water refill stations and they allowed some of the food vendors so that I appreciated I hope they do that in the future I will say it would be nice if they let you like walk the grounds during the opening ceremonies because then you could do the rides and you could see more of the festival like all that downtown EDC has to offer I wish we had those two hours in the beginning to kind of explore and do that so that's my only critique. So the next thing we did is once it opened at 7 p.m., they opened all of the blockades. You could go through the festival. The sets began at 7. Um, we went straight to the lockers. So we rented lockers for the first time that, you know, there was a long line. It probably took a half an hour to get our locker, but we did everything in the beginning just so that it was done and out of the way. So it really wasn't that big, big of a deal. We waited a half an hour and then we had the locker for the whole weekend. I did really like the locker. We did go back and forth. Um, we brought layers just because we thought we were expecting really cold weather. Was it cold, guys? No, it really wasn't. It didn't get cold until Sunday. So that was shocking. The weather was such a fucking big deal to everybody. And we were shocked. I wore my festival outfit Friday and Saturday night. And all I put around me was a pashmina. But it did not get cold at nighttime until Sunday. So that was nice. Um, I did put my joggers on on Saturday just for like a little added warmth, but it was not as bad as we were anticipating. Okay, I'm going to take a super quick break here, you guys, and then I'm going to start talking about the sets and the stages. 
Okay, guys. So let's get into the stages this year. So um, this year, the raceway was expanded and you felt that like they used every inch of the raceway for the most part. So the section that is like Neon Garden, Quantum Valley and Circuit Grounds was massively expanded. Um, I pre it's so funny like people talk so much shit online and I always just like roll my eyes and ignore it like all these people were like you're not going to get the full EDC experience in October like it's not going to be the same festival blah 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 shut the fuck up it was 100% the same festival yes there were logistical issues 100% I'm going to talk about them but the stages the art installations the layout like they went all out for the 25th anniversary, the drone show. So it was, they did not like skimp out on stuff. Okay. I will say, so my favorite stages, circuit grounds for sure. It always is my favorite stage, but they continue to top themselves every year. Um, it's always some sort of like, it almost is like in a U shape and they always have like really big LED screens. This was my favorite design so far. The LED screens were even bigger and there was more of them and like the lasers and lighting was top notch. Um, Neon Garden was a close second. They finally, in my opinion, gave Neon Garden the just the energy and the stage design and production that it deserved. So it was basically in this like enclosed mega structure and it almost felt like a tunnel. It was very long and it had so much space and like the lasers and the lighting in there popped so much more. So I hope that they keep it a mega a mega structure in the future. My only um, addition I would love to see is if you guys have done Ultra, if you know the Carl Cox mega structure, like what EDC could do to top themselves next time and keep improving, they got to get LED paneling like on the top and the sides of that mega structure, kind of like the Carl Cox mega structure, because that shit is so fucking fire inside. So it was definitely a huge improvement, but I would love to see them like take that up a notch next year just to see what they can do with it. Um, what other stages? Wasteland stayed the same. I was a little surprised they didn't do anything with it. Maybe in May they'll change it. Um, again, I'm kind of going into this festival knowing there might have been some like budget cuts and things like that because of, you know, the panini. Um, so Wasteland was the same. Base Pod, I honestly have to look at the stages. I'm not sure if it was the same design or not. I think it was, but I really, really enjoyed it. I did two sets at Base Pod this year and it was really good. Stereo Bloom got some minor improvements, which I thought really elevated the stage. So it was the same sort of like structuring um, around it, but they added all of these different like LED screens on it, which I thought were awesome. So those like really added to the the visuals that the artist had. Um, what else? Cosmic Meadow was the same design as 2019. I'm glad they kept it. It's one of my favorite designs they've ever done. I would not be mad if it was the same again next year. And then Kinetic Field. Um, kinetic Field was this like owl in the middle that's head like moved. It literally stared into my soul at one point. <laughs> um, beautiful stage design. I thought it was really, really pretty. And then I think that's pretty much everything. Um, we also had some new art cars this year. So we still had the Parliament art car, which is the one with the owl on it. We had the Forest House, which was kind of off in its own corner. So I know people were freaking out because Elenium announced that he was going to be doing this like surprise set at the forest house but the area it was in it did have like a decent amount of space it was in between stereo bloom and kinetic um it was a cool stage but i'm still like very shocked that they had elenium on that stage um the rhino bus was in the pixel forest area that was really really cool and then you had corona electric beach 
which was like a sponsored area. I only walked past that. I didn't do much. So I know I'm throwing a lot at you guys, but I really, really enjoyed it. The thing I thought was the coolest is the different like, how would you call them? The different like sections they had that were like all the art installations and interactive things you could do they had more room to like expand upon that so the downtown EDC area was like even bigger and there was even more things you could do there's a drag bar there's the mini bar there's the wedding chapel karaoke like all this cool shit the pixel forest area was my favorite they really expanded upon it they had this pixel bar that was fucking awesome um like so much cool shit we went through pixel forest like loved that area it was very like space kind of like futuristic themed and then you had nomads land which was all the way over by kinetic and wasteland and it was like this kind of like broken down destroyed city with like a lot of fire and cool shit so all of like the themed areas i thought they did like an amazing job with all of that um oh and i didn't mention quantum valley sorry guys quantum valley was the same stage design as 2019 still looked really really amazing so that's everything as far as layout and stages. I'll talk now, guys, about how my Friday night went, and then we'll get into Saturday and Sunday. Oof, it's gonna be a long episode. Okay, so for our Friday, like I mentioned, what we did is we did opening ceremony. We went and got our lockers. We filled up our water. Um, did we eat? I can't remember if we ate. We might have. Oh yeah, we did. We went and gra- grabbed a piece of pizza. Again, it was a miss for me. I didn't really like the pizza. All they had left was like a vegetable slice, and it was fucking gross. <laughs> sorry not sorry um and then we went to the rave culture cast meetup so incredible that's I can't even put into words I don't have that much footage from it because it was like so overwhelming but you guys were incredible every single person I met every story I heard it like literally I almost cried like it warmed my heart so much and you guys really showed the fuck up for that so thank you for coming thank you for waiting and being patient Thank you for creating candy for me, like the pearlers you guys made. Like it was seriously, it blew me away. And it's just so amazing to see from 2019 to 2021, like all of the growth this community has had. So I will definitely be doing a Rave Culture Cast meetup at EDC Orlando in two weeks. Um, But that was like warmed my heart and it was life changing. So thank you guys so much for that. So we did that at nine. Um, Then the rest of the night, who did we go see? Friday was interesting for me. This was the first EDC I ever did. um, And I went off on my own a couple times. And luckily I found my friends easily, but I was kind of like running around. Friday was the first night that I felt like it was a lot of, we called it transitional. Like we weren't staying at sets for a very long time. We kept moving around. So that kind of, it wasn't irritating but it was just a lot like Saturday we were like we want to stay at a stage for a whole set we don't want to be running around all night and that's how Friday felt um so actually I my boss was there so he was at LPGOB set at Stereo Bloom so I separated from Aid and them they went to Michael Beebe I ran over to LPGOB by myself and I hung out with uh, my boss MJ Uh, And her set was incredible. I love her. She brought out Kaylina Zanders, who's a singer on a couple of her tracks. Incredible. She was like meant for Stereo Bloom. It was so good. Um, And then we all met up again for Jaws back to back peekaboo. So I went to two bass pod sets on Friday. And honestly, guys, I was fucking with the bass. It was really, really good. Um, I really liked Jaws back to back peekaboo. Honestly, I feel like it's kind of in and out for me. It wasn't like the best set I saw all weekend, but it was really, really fun. Um, and then, like I said, we didn't stay there long. We went over to zoo at cosmic meadow. I think I heard one of his songs. Cause then I remember I went to go to the bathroom 
And I think I went to go get a beatbox and I came back. So I really didn't hear much of Zoo at all. And then I decided I was going to leave and I went to Wasteland with BB. So I went to Wasteland, guys, after fucking six years of saying I would go to Wasteland. I finally went and I went for like half a set. Okay. I went to see Tweakacore. So it's more like happy hardcore. Um, it was really, really fun. I thought the crowd there was really awesome. Um, so yeah, I finally went to Wasteland. It was a good time and I'm glad I did that. This was the first year at EDC. I went to every single stage the whole weekend. So I was very proud about that. Um, and then we all met up again for knife party back to back Kazo, and they crushed it. It was such a good set, super high energy. I love knife party. Um, and that was the first time we saw the fireworks. And I will say it was super special because a couple of the people in our group were first timers. So, for me, having gone six years, it made me emotional to watch the fireworks through their eyes. Like that made it even more special to me. So I have like so much footage of like BB and her friends like crying at the fireworks. Not only that, but they brought out this special drone show for the 25th anniversary. And that like was a cherry on top of the fucking cake all weekend, guys. They did the drone show all three days. It was spectacular it was so amazing the drones like formed and created past kinetic field stage designs and then they spelled out EDC 25 years like it was beautiful I really really thought they did an amazing job with that so like fireworks over base pod iconic um and then to end out our night we did um kinetic field it was basically the only time I was at kinetic field the whole weekend we did Alesso into seven lions and seven lions is one of my favorite sets of the whole weekend I was on cloud nine um he played some new tracks he dropped his new collaboration with rez which was really really good he played ocean which is my favorite song and i didn't know if he was gonna play it uh he also played oh gosh oh he played castles in the sky into free soul like it was the most beautiful edit like that almost made us cry and then that was it we called it a night after seven lines so i think we ended up leaving the festival probably at 4 30 because seven lions was on at 3 30 or 3 so we left at like 4 4 30 we didn't stay for the last set of the night um so friday was an earlier night for us Woof. okay so that's kind of where we're at with all of that um saturday so saturday we woke up like i said we kind of slept in the one thing i will say is that i did not prepare myself enough for like my sleeping situation again rookie mistake first camping festival I bought a really shitty like inflatable pillow I had a really thin like mattress pad under me my pillow was the worst decision I ever made they all bought pillow like real pillows from Walmart so I had disrupted sleep every single night I never slept through the night Um, I did have earplugs on which helped a lot But I will say with the campgrounds, people play music the entire night. Like it does not stop. People were blasting music at the RVs through 10 in the morning. So that kind of pissed me off a little bit. So you really are not going to sleep that well. You need earplugs. You need a sleeping mask and you need good bedding. So did not sleep too well all the nights. Again, I drank my Raverade every single night um, and every single morning when I woke up. Um, Saturday we did pool parties it was my favorite pool party day so they had a full house music set it was um, Adam Auburn LPGOB Noizu and then it was going to be 
Dombrowski. We didn't see Dombrowski because he was later in the day. But LP and Noizu were fire. So that was really fun. The pool parties are lit at camp. I'm not going to lie. We were like baking outside in the heat. It was really, really hot on um, on Saturday. And then festival. So yeah, we didn't miss much of the day. We did the pool party. We pretty much got ready, drank my Red Bull. Um, and then we went in for the opening ceremonies again. Um, so we went and saw Diplo back to back Lee Foss, which was really good. And then again, earlier in the night, we didn't really do that much. Like we didn't have a packed plan probably until like 9, 9.30 every night is really where like the sets we were dying to see started. But we saw Aiden and Belcor, who was really good at Stereo Bloom. Um, and then we had the Lunchbox fam meetup and the Rolita Couture meetup, which were amazing again. The meetups were a lot. They took a lot out of me. I'm not going to lie. Like I, I left the meetups like completely and utterly exhausted. <laughs> um, it's just like a lot of interacting, a lot of talking. So, you know, amazing. Like the turnout at Lunchbox, it was the biggest Lunchbox fan meetup we've ever had. I was completely blown away by how many people were there. So that was extremely special. And then finally meeting Rosa from Rolita Couture, like that was amazing. And again, you guys like made my whole weekend. So those interactions were like, they set the tone for the whole rest of the night. So we did that. Those That was from 8.30 to 9.30. And then I was on a strict timeline. So I had to run out of the meetup. I was like, guys, we're leaving 9.30 maximum. I have to be at Oliver Heldens. Like I'm not missing a second of his set. He is my favorite fucking artist. So th- this is where the night just like gets funny to me because we had like such a great group. And I think that's like what attributed to the weekend so we had um, the four of us, then we had BB's friends, then we had all our lunchbox friends and we had the Raverade guys. Like it just, there were so many different people that we were meeting up with throughout the whole weekend and like the whole crew showed up for Oliver Heldens. He threw the fuck down, absolutely iconic. Then we stayed for Slander, which is BB's favorite artist. And like, again, when you're with somebody at their favorite artist set, it like brings up the energy because like their excitement like kind of rubs off on you. So Slander was awesome. Um, both of those sets were at Circuit Grounds. Really great experience. And then um, this is where <laughs> the night gets weird. So I always like to bring a surprise with me to like surprise my rave fam. So I had packed these like fake stick on mustaches and I was like, I'll know when the time is right and I'm going to take these fucking mustaches out. I'm going to blow everybody's mind. And they did. So I like I waited for the perfect time. I think it was the end of Oliver's set or it was like the beginning of Slander. And all of a sudden I just take this like neon mustache out of my bag and I like stick it on my face. I'll try and put video in here. And everyone was like, what the actual fuck like where did you get that from and I like take out a whole bag and we just start sticking mustaches on everybody and we were crying like literally in tears crying it was so funny um so I had those so we were like wearing the mustaches for the slander set it was amazing uh and then I went my separate way the rest of the night so again I went off on my own and again I had an amazing fucking time uh I went and did Dr. Fresh and Bijou back to back at Stereo Bloom by myself and like we were two sheets to the wind at that point (laughs) I was on another level so if I interacted with you during one of those two sets I hope I didn't say anything stupid um but it was so much fun like both of those artists are like so fucking stanky you know what I mean like just mm, such good bass house g house vibes I watched the fireworks from stereo bloom I met some of my subscribers there 
amazing time. Um, and then throughout the rest of the night, we went to Neon Garden. That's basically how both nights went. Like from 2 a.m. to 5.30 a.m., we were at Neon Garden. So I got to go catch Charlotte DeWitt. Um, iconic queen, slayed my life. She was amazing. The tent was packed for her. Uh, and then BB and I left her set a little early. We went to go see Abraxas. Um, so that was the only Quantum Valley set I saw a weekend. And like their drops are amazing. Um I do kind of want a redo of them because we were really, really far in the back and their set um, stopped like the power went out in the middle of one of their songs and like it took a couple minutes for them to start again. So I felt really bad. That happened a couple times. Apparently that happened to Michael Beebe and to Alice in Wonderland as well. So again, technical issues this year. It's not the first time excision broke uh circuit grounds one year the base pod lit on fire one year guys so again it's not like oh my god edc had technical difficulties this year there's fucking problems every year okay no festival is perfect there's always problems so it was frustrating but it was fine and then we ended the night um at rainier zonneveld he's amazing he plays all he like makes his beats live like he's a live techno artist so that was really fucking cool um and at that point, I was like, technoed out. I was like, we got to go home. So we left. Oh, gosh. He came on at four. We probably stayed till five, I want to say, on Saturday. So yeah. So that was Saturday. I'm almost done, you guys. Okay. So Sunday. Sunday, you could tell at the camp that everybody was like down for the count. I woke up again. I didn't sleep well. Everybody else kept sleeping in the 10. I like was up and I had to be up. So I went in like my sweatshirt no fucking makeup, rolled into the pool party. I just sat there by myself drinking my coffee and I watched a couple of the different acts there. Um, Kyle Walker was amazing. Uh, Sunday was also another house day. So I just literally sat there and hung out and just chilled. I ate my food um, and then aid came later and we saw, oh gosh, who was after? Oh, we saw um, West End. West End was amazing. And I saw Jay Wara. I got to run into some other friends. So yeah, it was a very chill day. You could tell people were like slowly but surely recovering from Saturday. Um, so yeah, and then you just do the whole thing all over again, guys. Like by the time you're kind of like starting to wake up, it's like 3 p.m. And we have to be in the opening ceremonies by 5 to 5.30. So it's a lot. So then at that point, um, we got ready over by our tent. This was the final day. It was a little bit cloudier, a little bit cooler. Um, I wore this like fire themed outfit. So I had this really sick like flame like bikini set and I had my little rhinestone cowboy hat and my red hair. I will say this outfit felt very extra for Sunday. Like you could tell people were going like a little bit more comfy for sure on Sunday. And I just like was extra all three days. But that's just how I like to do EDC. You know what I mean? So we went into the opening ceremonies to see Blossom. We love Blossom. She's amazing. Um, and we wanted to get the full experience. And then, like I said, they did adjust the gates so you could get free water and we could eat on Sunday. So that was nice. Um, so we took it very easy. We went in. I got some content on Sunday because I was creating content for um, Zound earplugs and for beatbox beverages. So I was working this festival. I was creating content for these companies. So I was like trying to get some TikToks and do that kind of stuff on Sunday. And then from there, we saw um, Artie. So we went and watched a little bit of Artie um, on Kinetic. And we kind of just like, I got my beatbox content. I did my whole thing. And then... Like I mentioned with the artist highlight, we went and saw um, uh, Mothame 
and Art Bat at Neon Garden, both of whom were awesome. I loved both sets. I was dying to see Art Bat as well. I wish we got to stay for the full set, but what I saw was really, really, really good. So I'm I'm very much listening to Art Bat a lot right now. This is where the night takes like just takes off. This is like one of those festival moments for me that I will never forget as long as I live. So we were very much anticipating the lane eight into Eric Prid's like section of the night. Both of them were at circuit grounds. It was even better than I thought it was going to be for multiple reasons. One, seeing lane eight two years later because I haven't seen him in so long and he played like a festival set so it was a little bit more like a beat for him and he did a remix of Chris Lake's song. So how's your evening so far? Dun, 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 dun. Like we lost our fucking minds. I have a video clip of that, like lost our goddamn minds. So Lane 8 was amazing. And again, what was really cool for us is like Garrett, he goes by at Tina Reeves. If you guys see twerking Tina, that's my friend Garrett. He had the lunchbox totem. So we had told like, all of our rave family, right? We told like our extended family, we told everybody they knew how much like Eric Prids meant to me. And we were like, look for the lunchbox totem for Eric Prids. We all need to be together to experience this together. So what warmed my heart more than anything is like right as Eric Prids is starting, all of a sudden, like all these people start showing up. So like my friend Peyton appeared. Our friend Samir from Beyond the Beats podcast appeared. The Ravery guys showed up. Like literally everybody, Ashley Gothier came. My friend Cammie, like everybody came together for Eric Prid. So I was just like surrounded by all the people I love. And he played one of the best EDC sets I've ever heard. It I have goosebumps all over my body. Like it was like a euphoric feeling not only that but every day by eric prids is my favorite song of all time by any artist he played the whole song and i didn't know you never know if he's gonna play every day because he has so many songs i just start hearing him looping every day in and i just looked at the group and i just like covered my mouth in awe and i almost started crying and they were like oh my god oh my god oh my god and he played the whole song and it was one of the highlights of my life I get I cry like watching that video and then earlier in the day I said to aid I was like if this man's plays opus into the fireworks I will fucking bury me at circuit grounds <laughs> I'm so dramatic I was just like bury me at circuit grounds I will be done there's nothing else I'm done <sighs> what does this man do he starts playing opus and the fireworks and drone show start going off and I lost my fucking marbles you guys like I it was the best moment ever not just for me like the entire group everyone at circuit grounds was like could not believe it it was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my life like hearing opus and the fireworks just going off like everyone was like we Aiden Chase had never seen Eric Prids and they kept saying to me I have it on video they're like we get it we get it now we understand what you've been like don't don't shut up about I'm like thank you guys it's another experience you don't understand so everybody was like holy shit okay anyway I need to wrap it up so then we stayed into res I was not planning to stay for res um but we stayed and she was fucking awesome so she played the fireworks continued into res's set she was amazing. And then we went and ended our night um, at Neon Garden. We saw the B3B 
Debfire, Nicole Mudaber, and Paco Asona. And then we saw Patrick Topping. So like we had our fill of house and techno and it was chef's kiss. Like the B3B was fucking iconic. And Patrick Topping was such a fun, like fun house set. Such a great way to end EDC. So I am so thrilled with all the sets we picked this weekend. I wouldn't change a thing. Um, The music to me, in my opinion, like even my friends who went for the first time, like they understand now too. Like you have your pick of the litter. There's every type of genre you could want. You can go where you want to go, like iconic. So that is everything, you guys. Oof, I know we're at the hour mark, but if you want to stick around, I'm going to give you my overall thoughts and opinions, and then we will finally wrap this whole episode up. All right, you guys. So thank you for sticking around here until the end. I really appreciate it. So let's just quickly do overall thoughts and opinions, because again, it's really hard, especially if you guys are you didn't attend or maybe you did and it was your first year. Don't read the shit online because there's so many like I feel like negative people speak louder than positive people. And those of us who just enjoyed our experience enjoyed it. And we're not like screaming it from the rooftops. Right. Um, so I have seen some negative comments. I hope I addressed a lot of it today. So overall, logistically, did some of it feel rushed? Yes. Did, were there issues? Yes. Um, were there things that were like weekend ruining in my opinion no so um there were power issues like i said a couple of the stages cut out um the kinetic field sign somebody mentioned this at one point during the weekend one of the letters went out so it said like kinetic filed or something like that at one point like it was like comical shit like that um there was the opening ceremony that uh didn't have the free water refill stations or the food in the beginning but they addressed that by sunday um I also want to say, because again, I did not do Ubers or shuttles. I want to address, apparently there were some really big issues with shuttles this year. I guess somebody said that they weren't given the address to where they were supposed to go. So they missed the opening ceremonies and they were like driving around for hours. So I can't like speak to that from first like person experience, but I want to say like there, there are always issues with transportation. That's why I chose to do Camp EDC. So even with the no AC units, even with the water main break for a couple hours the first day, I would 100 million percent do Camp EDC over staying on the strip again in the future. Yes, there are pros to staying on the strip, though. Um, But like, again, I've dealt with my issues with shuttles and Ubers in the past. That's why I chose to do Camp EDC this year, because I'm never fucking dealing with that ever again. Um, The other thing I want to mention, I didn't talk about this at Circuit Grounds, but I'm pretty sure they moved the VIP section. I'm not 100% sure, but the shape of the stage was very weird this year. On the left side, um, it like cut in and then out again. Like it was like a very weird shape to the stage. So on the left side, it kind of like cut in on the side and it like forced you like tighter in the middle, but then it opened up again in the front. So there actually was deceivingly a lot of space in the front. Um, I also saw comments all weekend. People were watching the live stream, which I heard there were issues with the live stream. Um, People were saying like, it looks so empty. It's empty. They weren't sold out. Guys, I don't think you understand how fucking big the raceway is. And they expanded it this year. The size of these stages, and there's eight of them, is massive. So it was beautiful. We had space at every single stage. There were a couple sets, like Knife Party back-to-back, Keizo was crowded, Charlotte DeWitt was crowded, 
um res was really crowded so like there were certain sets but other times we had plenty of room and that was fucking beautiful so no it wasn't an empty edc like there were still tons and tons of people there they just had so much room for the festival grounds um so logistics like definitely some kinks they need to work out in the future honestly at this point they've been doing it for 25 years i feel like the shuttles are going to be a nightmare every time but sometimes they do run really smoothly and they are really convenient so it's kind of like hit or miss camping okay again would i camp again yes 100 when i go back to edc whether that's um in May, which I'm not sure about, or in 2023, I will definitely be back. I will be camping. I'm honestly going to consider doing an RV because I do want a little bit more quiet and it would be nice to have like your own bathroom and stuff like that. Um, so for camping, my biggest criticism obviously was like that it was hot and they didn't give us the ACs we were promised. Um, I would say this no sleeping, like I fucked up with my pillow and I fucked up with my sleeping bag. I did not bring appropriate bedding. Um, but you don't really get that much sleep. There is music playing all the time. And even though we weren't that close to the Mesa, I could hear the pre-parties and the pool parties at the Mesa from my tent. So it's fucking loud. Um, yeah, depending on where you're located could be make or break too. Again, we got a really nice area for our tent. Some people were like, all the fucking way in the back, really far from bathrooms, really far from the Mesa, really far from the festival entrance. So it's kind of like hit or miss. You don't know what you're going to get. But the pre-party, the pool parties, the vibes, the amenities, I really, really liked what they, the atmosphere they created at Camp EDC. Um, I liked that you could bring your own food and alcohol to the parties so you didn't have to buy stuff all the time. The free water refill stations at camp was really great. Um, I liked the shaded areas, the get ready area. Um, and our neighbors were all really cool. I didn't even touch on that. Like part of the beauty of the camping was, um, like our, the neighbor, the first time we got there, he like goes to shake our hand. He's like, don't steal our shit and we won't steal your shit. <laughs> and I was like, beautiful. Great. We're on the same page. Um, and then you can camp near your friends. If you arrive together, people decked out their tents, which was awesome. So people put flags up lights like the flags were my favorite. The flags and totems at EDC are just so fucking funny. So like that was one of my favorite things about camp as well. But overall, I would camp again the pros far outweighed the cons in my opinion um music overall 11 out of 10 no complaints every set I saw was amazing every set was like iconic I loved the music um the production was really really good there were some people who said some of the sets sounded a little quieter so I heard that seven lions sounded quieter in the beginning and then got louder like later um so like there were some sound issues like that but for the most part I really enjoyed all of the sets um stages again I really enjoyed circuit grounds I really liked the improvements to neon garden and to stereo bloom uh, I thought kinetic field was really cute um I hope they change wasteland in the future because they've done that a bunch of times but overall I really liked the stage designs that they presented this year and I, I'm going to include in that like all of the art installation and like interactive areas I hope they keep like that size of this the raceway because I thought they did a really good job with that vibes and the crowd again this seems to be a hot topic I've got a lot of comments from people being like it was disheartening there was no plur this year blah 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 I had the complete opposite experience and that could be for a couple reasons one I had a really big group this year two I met all of my subscribers so a lot of the people who came up to me were subscribers so of course they were super fucking nice and amazing 
Um, but we didn't have issues with anybody in the crowd ever. We really had no problem with people. Um, it could be the set you went to or the time of the night. I did hear the crowd at the slander back to back said the sky set like wasn't that great, but that was also Sunday at 4am and people are like tired and cranky. So no, I love it. The crowd at EDC is my favorite because people are so fucking weird in the best way possible. Like people get so into it. You see the weirdest shit and I love it. Like those are my types of people. So yeah, I would say like nine and a half out of 10 for like vibes and crowd. I I didn't have any issues. I didn't think the vibes are off. Like everybody I interacted with, even when I went off on my own, um, people were really, really cool. So no issues there. Um, food and drink, I would say is the biggest hit or miss for me. Some of the food at camp I really didn't like and did not think was worth the money. Um, and same on site at the festival, I had like a hibachi chicken bowl and I had the pizza, the pizza I didn't like at all. The hibachi chicken bowl was like, good. It was fine. Um, lemonades were ecstatic as always, you guys, I got lemonades all weekend long and they were beautiful. Um, so in the future for camping, I would definitely bring maybe some like cooking gear if I can. Um, I'd bring more snacks, drinks, that kind of thing. Um, and then what else? Weather, weather was much better than expected. Really, really hot during the day, comfortable at night. And it was really cool on Sunday, but we did not get freak freezing weather like we did in 2019. It was much better than 2019. So I was very happy about that. Um, and then I think that's, is that it guys? Where are we at the end of the episode? Holy shit. Yeah. So I think that's pretty much everything. Um, I just have to wrap this up just saying again, like how special this festival is to me. And I, I just don't understand how it can keep getting better because when you have your expectations so high, like for me, I'm just like, it's not going to be the same. Like I'm with a different rave fam this year or things are different you know, how can they, how can it be as amazing? But they're different experiences. They're beautiful in different ways. So I'm glad I switched things up. I'm glad I tried, tried camping for the first time. I'm glad I went to different stages this year. Um, I'm glad I met new friends this year. And I don't know, maybe I just don't let certain things like ruin my weekend. Like there were hiccups, but we didn't let it ruin our weekend. So if any of you guys had the opposite experience, I'm so sorry that you went through that. Um, I hope it doesn't deter you from trying again in the future because you just never know. It could have been a really shitty weekend. Um, I had friends who picked the wrong people to stay with and that ruined their weekend. So like that scenario is a very real possibility. You got to be very careful who you room with at these festivals because they can ruin your time 100%. Um, But in general, loved it. Loved it. Had an amazing time. The sets are amazing. And I will hold these memories like with me for years and years and years, like lifelong memories made. Um, so I don't know if I'm going back in May. I'm going to see like it was kind of nice taking a year and a half off because this is like so taxing on your mind and your body. And like I said, I've been sick for the whole past week. It really wiped me out. I had over 120,000 steps over the five days I was in Vegas. So it was a fucking lot. Um, but that's pretty much everything. If I forgot anything, I apologize. Um, I have my vlogs up on my YouTube channel, like I said, and I'm going to do a Camp EDC review as well. So I'm going to talk a little bit more in depth about Camp EDC and show all of my footage in that as well. So definitely check that out down below in the show notes.
All right, you guys. So again, I quickly wanted to remind you about our partners today. Raverade, huge shout out to them. Um, DrinkRaverade.com and code Emma K will save you guys 10% off your orders. Highly, highly recommend that to keep your body nourished um, and nice and hydrated and get all your electrolytes replenished. Definitely check them out. And again, huge shout out to Lunatics as well. Um, They are all I use for my glitters and my face gems. So I will definitely be using them again at EDC Orlando. Uh, I absolutely love working with them. So definitely check them out and uh, support small businesses. Again, discount code is Emma K. Um, that's all I have guys. I'm going to skip EDM news today because this is already a super long episode. Uh, I encourage you to come join our Facebook group and our discord channel. Uh, I also have a merch line out if you guys want to shop it. New merch is on the way. Just hang in there a little bit longer. Um, and if you enjoyed this, please consider sharing it with a friend. Make this your Instagram story and tag at Rave Culture Cast or consider writing a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, I'm going to go drink some water. My throat is dying, but I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening and I will see you in my next episode. Bye guys. 